Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Hit and Run podcast, where conversation collides. My name is Robbie Alexander, and I'm joined, as always, by... Natalie Dunn. Happy fall, Nat. Did you know it's fall already? I thought, like, tomorrow was the first official day. Nope, it was 2.30 today, roughly. Oh, which I thought, makes I, for some reason, I thought it was the 22nd. No, it's the 21st, and I got to say, today was quote-unquote chilly. It's in the 60s and rainy today, so after being in the 90s for the last two months, it was very fitting, and I I thought to myself, because I thought it was next week for some reason, I wasn't paying attention to the dates, and I thought, this feels very fall-like, so I threw on a flannel, some khaki pants. <laughs> I was on my way to work, and on the radio, they said, happy fall. Today's the first day of fall, and I thought, well, I'll be damned, which makes That's sense. That's funny. Now, I don't feel as bad about all my pumpkin spice eating. I've eaten <laughs> a lot of pumpkin spice to date. I've cut down on the coffee. So if you remember last week, I was getting coffee pumpkin spiced almost every day. I've cut it down mm-hmm. to two a day, or not two a day. That would be a lot. Two a week. That, that Mondays, That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Just one on Mondays and then either Friday or Saturday. I will say, however... I was getting some some bare necessities, some groceries yesterday, and I caved. And this morning, I had a delicious bowl of pumpkin spice Special K. And I popped that bag open, just... And the smell <laughs> oh, just hit me. And it was so freaking good. And it tasted just as good as it smelled. That sounds like it would be good. Yeah, so I, I I highly recommend it. Have a little bit, a little, little almond milk on there because I'm drinking almond milk now. It's good stuff. But I digress. That's that's how we start the show. Just talking about more pumpkin spice. Pretty much every every show for the rest <laughs> of fall, which is I think two more episodes after this, we'll talk about pumpkin spice in okay, some I'm way sorry. or form. We really we we really don't have a topic today. So we're going with the uh, an oldie but a goodie, really kind of the what we were expecting say, this, this show like to the... be when we planned it in its infant days. Yeah, when we first this came like up the with the concept for this run. show. Yeah, when we first came up with the concept of this show, and when we did it at, at the radio station in Adrian, we would just use a random topic generator. And And remember back in college when we did this on the radio and we couldn't just talk for an hour straight? Like we had to have a topic. We had to have a topic and we (laughs) had a fail safe of if we ran out of anything to talk about, we were on a music station anyways. So we would just play some Mm -hmm. music until we figured it out. We don't have that luxury. Which worked fine. This is a podcast. It worked great. Yeah. But on this form of audio entertainment, can't really do that. You got to ramble. Now we've, we've gotten pretty good at it. Now we've progressed to the point where we ramble so much that if we do have a topic, sometimes we forget to get to it. I wouldn't say we forget. We just run out of time by the end of the episode. <laughs> but today we truly don't have a topic. We have been bashing our heads Busy. against the wall for the last two days. And we came up with nothing. We've both been very busy in our jobs and in our personal lives. But the show must go on. And we, you know, 
We wanted to do a random topic generator anyways. This just happened to be the best week to do it. It's still gonna be a great episode. Buckle up. These are these are the best ones. Hold on to your pants, your socks, your pantaloons. <laughs> what do you got, Nat? You right. are the random topic generator judge, per se. Okay, so I've got a random topics today coming to us courtesy of thestoryshack.com. The Story Shack. I don't think we've ever used this one. I don't. Gives us a nice list of like six topics. And then I'm pretty sure if I click on one of these, it'll like, oh, it copies it. So like you can copy and paste it into something, which seems a little excessive. It's like one word, but whatever. I thought it would like pull up a Google search or something. Um, That would have been cool. Yeah. That's pretty lame, actually. We might need to find a new one. (laughs) I'm pretty disappointed It's giving me good topics, though. It gives you like six at a time. So I'm getting like some very um, varied lists. So, all right, here's here's a decent one. Oh, I'm starting to get some repeat words. I've hit it too many times. Um, How many times have you hit it? I've just been hitting it the whole time we've been talking, looking Why? for topics. Just looking for topics. Well, it's for that's one to not, pop out to me. That's not how this works. You have to go <laughs> off the cusp. It has to be random, hence the all random right. topic generator. Then I'm gonna you, I'm gonna let you, you witness me yet? hitting it one more time, and then we're gonna go with one of these. Okay, so let's see. Um, carpentry, got anything there? I do actually. So we are in the process. <laughs> 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 we are in the process of building a mirror frame for the big mirror that goes above our fireplace. I don't know if I've said it on the show yet. We German schmeared it this past summer. Looks delightful. But the mirror, it looks too big now. So we're, mm-hmm. we're framing it. So we got some, some essentially baseboard, some trim. And we mm-hmm. got a saw for Hillary's birthday back in July. I can't remember the name of the saw. It's the ones where you can get the angled cuts or mm-hmm. trim. And we painted that. And they're just sitting in our basement now. But it's carpentry. And they're going up pretty much ASAP. We just have to get <laughs> some free time. We really haven't been home this past month. But it's going to look real dang good. And we've got some other carpentry plans in the work for next year, such as... I can't remember the name of the project. It's uh, Wayne's Coding. (laughs) Dancing in my seat because I remembered what I wanted to say. Wayne's Coding. Do you know what that is? No. So Wayne's Coding is we're doing it in our hallway. And it's when you have trim on the bottom half of the wall, right? And it's, it's kind of mm-hmm. like making squares and you have the trim that runs about waist high. Have you seen those in fancy mm-hmm. houses? That's, that's technically yeah. called wainscoting. So we're doing that in our hallway because okay. it's pretty just beige and blah right now. That's this next spring project. And on the, the top half, we're going to paint it. In my mind, it's a tealish color. Hillary hasn't decided on a color yet. So that's, that's open to discussion. And then we're going to paint white, like flowery leaf patterns all around the hallway. It's going to look really good. And then we were going to, this isn't carpentry, but we were going to stain our floors in like three weeks was the original plan. 
We were gonna stain my office floors because they definitely need it. We had carpet in here and then the whole cider thing. We exposed the old hardwoods and they're great. They just needed some love. And mm -hmm. so do the hardwoods in the kitchen and the, the dining room. And that's the only hardwoods we have, full mm -hmm. disclosure. Well, we're exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it's a lot to restain your floors because you got to sand it. You got, we have to hire, or not hire, but we have to rent really big sanders, drum sanders, vibrating sanders, edgers. I mean, it's a whole weekend project. And it, it costs a little bit. Yeah. And we spent a lot of money battling squirrels in the attic this summer. So that project is being pushed mm -hmm. also to next spring. We've done a lot this year. We've done the landscaping. We painted the little arch between the living room and the dining room to add a little more depth. We have more projects in the works, such as finishing the frame and some art pieces, getting some stuff ready in the office to hang all the artwork artwork because we painted that this past July. So we definitely have stuff to carry us through the rest of the year. But now we're also building up our projects for next year, such as sanding the floors now, the wainscoting, building bookshelves in the office because we that was something else we were going to do this year and originally pushed off because of the price of lumber, as everybody knows, like most things have skyrocketed. And then mm -hmm. good thing we did, though, because of those fucking squirrels. <laughs> also, something we didn't do, but had to hire somebody to do. We did all of the soffit around the house and the fascia and then hired an exterminator because mm -hmm. fuck squirrels. If you have squirrels in your attic, give me a ring-a-ding-ding -ding and we'll vent together because it's a bitch. <laughs> I, who, now when I see a squirrel in my yard, I look at them and I say out loud, stay off my roof, or stay off my roof. I say out loud, stay off my roof, motherfucker. <laughs> Oof, we're not going to get into it because that's an hour of me just ranting, but. Mm -hmm. oh, carpentry. <laughs> that was a surprisingly good topic yeah i don't think i, think I have we, anything on carpentry i think we found out the last time we did this that i can pretty much go off on a rant on any type of word all right i'm gonna challenge you okay let's see i need a really hard one are we not now going through the rest looking. of that list then the rest of it was kind of boring well you, it takes two to tango now we gotta both <laughs> judge these Okay, well, now it's just not loading at all, so hold. We found... Oh, here we go. A okay. break in the matrix. Here we go. All right. This is this is a topic that it gave me, and I'm going to challenge you. Okay. The topic is community music therapy. Community music therapy. Well, I did just go to a Here Comes the Mummy concert last Thursday with Hillary. We've talked about them on the show before. Both of our... Mm-hmm. They're both in our favorite bands. Nat is the one that introduced them to me and Cody. And then I introduced them to Hillary. Oh, my gosh. First time I've been to a Here Comes the Mummy concerts. I've seen them a ton on YouTube. And I've always been like, that's got to be a great show. Mm -hmm. It really didn't is. Know, didn't even know they were in town. So last Wednesday night, and it was technically Thursday morning, like two in the morning, Hillary woke up and she wasn't really feeling good. So she was kind of scrolling on her phone because she wasn't feeling good enough to go back to sleep. 
And then I'm smacked awake because I was deep in sleep. And she said, did you know here come the mummies are in town tonight? And I said, really? Because I was half asleep still. And she said, tickets are only 30 bucks. You want to go? And I said, <laughs> of course. And then I rolled back asleep. And then I woke up <laughs> when I'm supposed to wake up. And it, it was like 15 minutes later, I said, oh, by the way, I don't know if I was dreaming this or if this really happened. Are we going to a concert tonight? And she said, oh, yeah, we are. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So much freaking fun. One, phenomenal live. Two, mm -hmm. one of the most high energy concerts I have ever been to. It's just a wall of sound and they are just high energy musicians. Mm -hmm. Plus it's funky jazz. Oh yeah. my gosh. Mummy raw on that tenor sax orgasmic. And I think that's an appropriate word to use because Absolutely. most of their songs <laughs> are sexual innuendos. Oh, such a good show. Such a good show. They're so oh, fun live. They really are. They didn't come into the crowd, obviously, because of COVID-19 protocols. But my goodness. And they had two kind of like stagehands, but they, they played in a song where they smack chains onto the ground for friction, and then they'd use the grinders mm -hmm. and grind it against metal. And they were wearing not plague masks, but something very similar. It's like the fox with the <laughs> horns. I don't know what that mask is called. You see it a lot at Renfest. Kind of like a, a deity I'm not almost. Sure. Well, it's it's Egyptian. Duh, because it's here come the mummies. Also, for those of you who are <laughs> new to this podcast or and don't know what we don't know what we're talking about, Here Comes the Mummies is a band. It's a it's rumored to be a group of former Grammy winning musicians. Nobody knows who these guys are. They all are phenomenal on several different instruments. There's saxophones, trumpets, drums, keyboards, guitars. I mean, they can play anything. They come out onto the stage with marching drums. And by I'm pretty the way, sure that they're all like studio musicians. So yeah. like they've all played on like probably some incredibly famous and well-known studio albums. Right. And by the way, they're dressed as mummies, which just makes it 10 times better. And the rumor is, because I was telling my parents about it this weekend, they were visiting, and my mom started looking it up. I don't know if you know this. The rumor is that they, they started this, and they started Here Comes the Mummies, and specifically concealing their identity as mummies, is because as these independent musicians they're all contractually signed to different studios. Mm -hmm. So when they come together, more than one of them is in some way or form in breach of contract, right? Mm -hmm. So they conceal their identities so nobody knows that they're breaching their independent contracts. <laughs> and that is so badass. They're so great. Um, okay, so let me, let me ask you a question about the concert. Yeah, because we didn't really talk about this yet. So when Sam and I went to see them, which was awesome, we saw them in Detroit at St. Andrews Hall, which is a super fun venue and perfect for them. Mm -hmm. um, 
I think it was the first concert Sam and I went to together because it was oh. while I was still while we were still in school. Right. Yeah, I don't remember. I, it was like on Valentine's Day too, or like close to it, or something. Um, yeah, those are some good <laughs> Valentine's Day songs. Um. But anyway, so we went to this concert, and at least at our concert, it was like we were by far the youngest people there. And the vast majority, and not like everyone there was like middle-aged, like there were, it was like old people, like elderly people. Like there were people in line in front of us who they had to bring chairs out for because they couldn't stand in line because they were too old. Oh, goodness. Like, it was nuts. Like, everyone there was, like, 60 or 70 or older. Like, there were several people in the crowd that I guarantee you were at least 80. It was wild. And, like, there were, there was no one our age. There was, like, one couple in front of us that kept weirdly making out in the line. Um, were and they otherwise, old? No, they were, like, the same age as us. Probably oh, okay. older. I would guess they were, like, late 20s. Right. But I didn't see anyone who I would have assumed was our age. Like, early 20s. So, because at the time we were early 20s, now we're mid 20s, which is, mm. ugh. but, um, so was that your experience? So when we went, I had remembered you telling us about that, that it was super old when you went. I would say it was about a, Hillary says 60-40 mix with 60% being 35 and above. And mm-hmm. the 40 being 35 and lower, my guesstimate is more of a, I'd say more of a 65-35. I didn't really see people in their 80s. And I think <laughs> the numbers are kind no of No one that skewed. was like concerningly old? Nobody was concerningly old. Now, we didn't, we missed the opener because... We had stuff to do after work, and then by the time we got to the Del Mar Loop, which was where the concert venue is, it was at Del Mar Hall, we decided to go to a pub and eat real quick. So we got there 10, 15 minutes before Here Comes the Mummies. We mm-hmm. didn't see the opener. So at that point, we were kind of just trying to find a spot in this crowd of people. So we didn't get a great look at everybody there because... The back half of the venue was a bunch of seats. And then where we went, it was about a third. Two-thirds of the venue was seating, and then about the front third was standing. So I didn't get a good view Mm -hmm. of who was sitting. But as far as everybody we were around in the standing, I would say it was about a 65 to 35 split. However, I think we need to go see them at a third venue because... I think our numbers are a little skewed. There's three different colleges right on Delmar Street. And Delmar Street is a pretty young crowd to begin with. So mm-hmm. I think that helped fluctuate the numbers in favor of the young. Because there's a lot of college students already there and are just going to see a concert no matter what. Right. But there were... That's fair. There were more old people there, considering what the songs are and other things. I guess that is an old crowd, though. You know, everybody's horny. Everybody's horny. I guess that's fair. <laughs> Makes sense. And, like, I guess that, that genre of music kind of tailors to an older crowd. It's sort of like that it is like jazz. 70s funk vibe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but I guess I just didn't expect like when we went it was like I said concerningly old people like not I would not have been shocked at all if we showed up and it was like a bunch of like 50 60 year old people Mm -hmm. like that seems like the right crowd but literally like when I say that there were elderly people there and like a lot of them it was weird it was very anybody did anybody break a hip not that I know of, but there were a yeah. lot of like folding chairs because St. Andrew's Hall is a standing only venue. Like it's just mm. it's a basement. Right. And um, so like there were a bunch of like older people in like folding chairs that the security like brought them. Oh, it goodness. was very weird. <laughs> and they're just um, grinding on each not other. Not that not that old people can't go to concerts and enjoy them. No, it was not just at all. strange and not what I expected, especially at that venue, because that venue itself to me says younger people like it's a very like it's it's a basement kind of grunge venue you know right you gotta kind of like that's where sam went when he was in when he was in college or when we were in college sam went to a bunch of like um not well-known like alternate rock concerts there you know right um like that's where he saw small pools and new politics and I don't remember who else, but like a lot of like that kind of genre. So I just didn't expect to see a lot of old people there also. But, but if I you got some some horny money. I'm glad you got to see them. <laughs> some horny old people equals a rousing good time. No, I'm very glad that we got to see them. I'm very glad that you showed me and Cody them. I think it was at Charlie's wedding. You were playing them as we were setting up. And I was like, what is this mm-hmm. wonderful band? How did you it's find them? It's just so them? fun. Um, one of our friends in college, um, Zach Conrad. He's like oh. one of their biggest fans. Really? Well, thank you, Zach. Mm-hmm. It is a... He's in like... The choice there's like a, a Like a special, like very small, like number one fan, like facebook group like private facebook group that you have to be invited to join that he's in like he's like literally like big fan yeah well shoot i wouldn't be surprised if he was in that crowd somewhere then (laughs) i looked at their schedule to see if they had any other shows around here in the immediate future and they don't but my goodness they're touring they spend a lot of time pretty much through the rest of the year they spend a lot of time in the Midwest, actually, like a lot of time. And I think they're from like the Indiana area because they spend a lot of time in like Indiana. And like like they're always at the Three Rivers Festival in Fort Wayne, which is cool. Yeah. And they play in a lot of small towns, too, that you wouldn't really think yeah, of they a play, band going They play to. small venues. Yes. Yeah, because they didn't play the pageant. The pageant's the big one on Delmar Street. They played Delmar Hall right next to the pageant. Same ownership group, but a much smaller venue for smaller bands. But like you said, St. Andrew's Hall, perfect size for them. It just mm-hmm. fit the vibe. I will say, though, after, not after, but with about 25 minutes left, because I haven't gone to a concert since pre-COVID, with about 25 minutes left, I was like, okay, my ears are ready for bed at this point. <laughs> Dude, that's how I felt. Um this is going to make me sound like an old person. But that's how I feel going to the movies now. Have you been to the movie theater like recently, like since COVID? 
Yes, I've been the first time actually was at Disney when we went to Disney Springs and we're waiting for Gideon's Cookies because it was a four hour wait. Mm -hmm. We went over, there was an AMC and we watched Free Guy. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if it's just our movie theater. We go to an AMC here in Dublin and I don't know if they just forgot how loud movies are like while they were closed for six months or... Maybe I forgot how loud movies are, but I don't think it's I don't think it's us because like we used to go to the movies a lot. Like we're big movie theater people. Right. And we started going back. And every time we've been to the movies since we started going back, which was not that long ago, the first movie we saw in theaters was Fast Nine, which was in like July. And then we've seen um, we saw the Suicide Squad and we just went to see something else. I don't remember what. Well, those two movies are going to be inherently ra- loud anyways. So do you think yes, you're just seeing but loud movies? <laughs> no, because it's not even it's not just the movies. It's like the previews are loud, the like the AMC intro is loud, like it's fucking loud. And it's not a small difference. It's like the seats are vibrating loud just on the previews. And I think mm. that it's just our movie theater. Also, all the movies... Oh, we saw Shang-Chi. That's the other movie we went to see. You saw what? Shang-Chi, the new Marvel movie. Oh, I thought you said Don Chi. And I was like, what the fuck is Don Chi? <laughs> you you, um, you kind of glitched a little bit. That's why I didn't mm, get what gotcha. you said. Yeah, our Zoom connection's not great tonight. Mm-mm. Um, yeah, so... I mean, the movies we've been going to see are like loud action movies, but I don't think it's not a small difference. It's like a big difference. And I I think it's just our movie theater because we also, every time we've gone to these movies, and all three of them have been like blockbuster movies, we're going opening weekend. You know, it's not like we're going to see a movie nobody's heard of. And we're in like the back theater. Like, I think those are the only theaters they have open right now. Like they're mm-hmm. only using some of their theaters because it's... They're still short-staffed and there's not a lot of showings, but it just seems like things are off. Perhaps they are intentionally blasting the sound to remind all the patrons how much better it is at the movie theaters. (laughs) Don't watch this. Don't pay the $30 and watch it at home. No, no. Watch it here. Actually, you know what's funny? Surround sound. You're in the movie here. After we went to see Shang-Chi, which is the newest Marvel movie, but it's also, it's like, uh, I don't know, do you know about Shang-Chi? Roughly. So I just watched Doctor Strange for the first time ever about a month ago. Okay. Um, but like, have you seen the trailers? Like, you know, roughly, it's like, it's it's a kung fu movie, essentially. Yes. Like, that's the style I, I got that much. That yeah. So... That being said, like, it was great. It was awesome. Like, the action in the movie was phenomenal. It was so well choreographed. Really, really great to watch. But we actually, after we left the movie theater, Sam was like, I think that I don't know how to watch movies on a movie theater screen anymore. (laughs) Because he was like, I was kind of having a hard time, like, following the action. And I don't think it was the movie. Like, it was just, like, having to watch the whole screen was really hard. Because we haven't been doing that for the last year and a half. And like we've only been watching things on our TV. And it's so different. 
And um, it was really weird. And I felt the same way, like having to watch the whole screen. And, you know, the last couple movies we've gotten to see have been more like standard action type movies. So like whatever's happening, like it's just it's the whole screen, you know, it's the whole explosion is on the screen, whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not that nuanced. But like this movie, because the action was such a big part of it and because the um, the choreography of the action was such a big part of it because it was like. Um, that sort of like kung fu style movie and um, focus on martial arts and so it was like there was more happening on the screen and like more to pay attention to and so it was kind of hard to watch on a big screen which is weird so it's not like riding a bike that would be an interesting study now that you you put it that way if people feel different when they go to the movies now than pre-COVID not in a health aspect but in the actual movie watching experience and same Mm -hmm. with the concert because like I said my ears hurt with about 25 minutes left and when you go to a concert when you leave your ears are pretty like I just want silence for the rest of the night but my ears Mm -hmm. haven't hurt like that at a concert since my very first concert, which ironically was mm-hmm. the one that you emceed. Hmm. And, e- and I only went to half of that and my ears hurt afterwards. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. We need to find somebody that can do a study. <laughs> I feel like it and might be too late, though, because I feel like a lot of people have already started to go back. I don't think so. I think there's still a large percentage of the population that either haven't gone or can at least answer survey-wise. True. Or we can talk to experts. Do you think that could be a Christy <laughs> Winkles type of study? Maybe. It is. It is about mass comm. Somebody in that department. Maybe Dr. <laughs> Sheehan? Maybe. Cody's come to me with a couple ideas like that as far as observations and studies in the communication field and they're Mm -hmm. all really cool topics but I always tell them I'm not qualified for this (laughs) I I wouldn't do it it's such a great idea to study that I wouldn't do it justice because Mm -hmm. I'm not an expert in that I'm not an expert in those types of research papers but I want to know somebody that I can push it to and say hey this is a good idea you should you should dive into this right of a academic mm-hmm. paper i bet if you told I christy it. i bet she knows people yeah Maybe so I'll just get the list together and just send it and be say hey students faculty anybody that wants to take a crack at this so this is a less difficult question but i am curious how do you feel about Returning to the movie theater versus being able to purchase and stream new movies at home. I will always be on the side of the movie theater. Now, I never bought a movie at home. I was able to watch one when Wonder Woman 1984 came out. I have an HBO Max subscription. That was free to us. So we watched that Mm -hmm. at home. And as nice as it was to watch it from the comfort of our own living room, that movie would have been, and it was a a good movie. I enjoyed it very much. Would have been way better in a movie theater with the big screen, with the surround sound, 
dark room and no distractions. And I think mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing is the no distractions part, which is helped by being in that environment of a big screen, you know, surround sound, dark room. But I feel like, especially now in 2021, and it's been building up year after year, it's so easy to get distracted because mm -hmm. we have our phones and we have our pets and we have other things that are going on. And if I'm hungry, I'm going to go into the kitchen and be like, no, you don't have to pause this. It's okay. Or when I'm in a movie theater, I'm there to watch the movie. I'm, I'm going to push through hunger. I'm going to push through bathroom breaks. I know not everybody's like that, but I am. I just think the experience is so much better in a theater than than at home. And that's not to say that it's not for everybody. I'd like the option of being able to watch it at home. It's probably easier for families with little kids to just buy it on the TV, plop everybody down. But from mm -hmm. a, a cinematography point of view, I think the the theater experience is is just so unique and and really it really just makes you appreciate the movie more and that's and that's mm -hmm. my opinion same thoughts i definitely agree with you the only thing that i would say i feel differently about is i like that you don't feel obligated to go see every movie in the theater because there are some movies that i don't feel are worth going to the movie theater to see like there have been movies like a great example is black widow Black Widow was not a very mm -hmm. good movie. We knew it wasn't going to be very good. We would not have paid to go see it in the movie theater. Oh, my brother did. He very much enjoyed it. Um, well, we're this house is highly critical of Marvel movies. <laughs> You're also highly um, critical of barbecue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, but. Like, that's a movie that we weren't necessarily going to go to the movie theater to see. But because we had the option to just pay the 30 bucks, watch it at home, we could talk through it if we wanted to. We didn't feel like we were wasting an entire afternoon to go to the movie theater. Like, it's kind of a, a thing with, you know, the dog and everything. Like, we wouldn't have gone to see that movie in the theaters. But because we could pay for it at home and we could watch it and we could pause it and take the dog out and we could, you know enjoy it in that way instead and not feel like we were super committed to liking this movie that we didn't think we were going to like very much. We still, we watched it. So right. I think in that way, it is a nice option to have for those movies that you may not necessarily feel like going to the theater to see, but you still would watch it if it was available, you know? It's kind of like the same idea as waiting for it to come out after the theaters but it's just earlier and like i'd still we paid for it like we paid the 30 bucks and mm -hmm. compared to how much it costs to go to the movie theater and get a like we usually get one drink and one popcorn and we pay more than 30 bucks for mm -hmm. that so it costs us less but we still pay for it and you know we're willing to do that but not willing to do the whole full theater experience for movies that we're not necessarily that into, you know? I agree. I agree. And I can see your point of view. For me personally, I think staying with the Black Widow example, if I had the option to 
watch it at home or watch it in the theaters. Now that's a movie that I'd probably, either way, and I am doing this, just going to wait until it's free on Disney Plus because I use my sister's subscription. With movies like that, we're movies where I'm not super excited to watch them. If I had to pick between the two of watching at home, paying for it, or going to the theaters, I think me personally, I would enjoy it more in the theater because being immersed with all of that, as I had kind of previously laid out, I think I would enjoy it more in that atmosphere because mm -hmm. if I'm at home and I'm not enjoying it, then I'm going to get distracted. I'm going to start going on my phone. I'm going to start doing all of these other things. When I'm in the movie, I don't know. It, it, it puts me in a mindset where it's kind of like watching a comedy special with friends, right? It's been proven that if you're watching comedy with other people or if you're watching a movie with other people, studies have shown that you're going to laugh more, you're going to enjoy it more. I'm the same way with a movie theater. I will... I've, I've seen plenty of movies in the theater that I've loved in the theater and then I watch them once they're released on a normal TV and I don't like them as much. Mm -hmm. And that's, that might just be me, but the theater just enhances the experience all around. Mm -hmm. yeah, very, I mean, that's very fair. interesting perspectives on each side though. Overall though, I agree with you that the movie theater is a unique and cherished experience and I would never give it up entirely. Um, right. Hopefully it can be sustained in the way that it is now because I feel like in this hybrid really, model or and, excuse me in this hybrid model yeah like I don't know if this is going to be enough to sustain movie theaters because as we learned in our um, media education classes movie theaters are not very profitable no. and they don't really make a lot of money off of the movies they show like that's why popcorn costs so much at a movie theater because that's where they make their money they don't make any money off of tickets they're just making the money back that they paid the studios to get the license for their movies but that being said studios do not make the money that they do on movies from streaming services they're only going to make keep making the money that they are if movie theaters stick around so i have a feeling that movie theaters won't go away entirely it may just become a little bit more of like a luxury you know right. or you it may hybrid... become more accessible what do you mean by that Maybe instead of it becoming a luxury, maybe it becomes something that, you know, has to be more desirable. So it gets cheaper or it gets, um, you know, there's some kind of innovation that makes it more accessible, more enticing. Do you think studios and theaters start to re rework this partnership so it's better on both ends? I think it's possible. I mean, I don't know enough about like the current movie industry to know if that's possible or if like what that could look like. I just know a decent amount about the history of the movie industry. And I know that historically movie theaters have kind of driven the movie industry to be successful, but also they kind of get shit on because of it. 
because they don't really get a whole lot out of it. But because they're the way that the studios make their money, the studios keep sending their movie to theaters. So it's like a cycle. And I don't know what that looks like in, I mean, I don't think anyone does, but I think it'll be really interesting to see how the movie theater experience evolves because like I said, I don't think it'll go away entirely, but I don't think that movie theaters can continue to be open at the volume that they are right now or were before COVID in this current environment because I don't think as many people are going to the theater. Right. And that's that's going to be years. I mean, years before things are open to the capacity that they were pre-COVID. Mm-hmm. Save for football games or other big athletic events. Those seem to just throw all of that out the window. But for some reason theaters especially mm-hmm. just really gets people nervous when it comes to the covid protocols not saying that's a bad yeah. thing because it is indoors it's very close theaters have had a a reputation of not being the cleanest whether that <laughs> is right or wrong i'm sure some are and some aren't i think one more question cuz we're kind of running out of time right now do you think Moving forward, and this is just your opinion, because obviously we don't know this yet. Do you think this hybrid model will continue or can continue? Because the way it's positioned in the media right now, it seems as if it's almost a war between what's going to last, what's going to come out on top, streaming from home or movie theaters. And they never talk about, well, what if we just keep both together Mm -hmm. moving forward? Because a lot of people act like by the time we hit the clock strikes midnight and 2022 is here in a couple months, that's weird to say, that there's going to be crowned a winner and the other one's just going to go away. But why can't mm-hmm. we keep both in some way or form or on a movie-to-movie basis? Right. And that's, I think, a good point, the movie-to-movie basis, because Disney's already doing that. I mean... They're already picking and choosing which movies are going to be available on streaming services and which movies you have to go to the theater to see. Um, Shang-Chi, I don't think, was on Disney+, Plus, but Black Widow was. Right. And so... Free Guy wasn't either. It's because Shang-Chi was going to be a big blockbuster for them and they needed everyone to go to the theater, you know? Mm. At least that's what I think. I think that... I think we're going to see... As people are returning to movie theaters, like Shang-Chi was incredibly successful um, or has been incredibly successful, still is. Like it's, the numbers are great. And so I think that as movies continue to like start, you know, getting those box office numbers again, I think movies or I think that studios and streaming services will not be offering that as often because to them, it probably looks like a... A give and take like you know black widow right. didn't do very good in the movie theaters because we it was available online and we don't have all that data but i would imagine that a good number of people watched it online instead of going to the movie theater and that probably affected the box office numbers and i mean i feel like at some point it will also become more normal on sunday at the emmys streaming services cleaned up five years ago 
you never saw Netflix or Apple or these streaming services win those types of awards. But over the years, people, it, I mean, it's like every new form of media. It adapts. People figure it out. It becomes more mainstream. I feel like mm -hmm. at some point, the studios will figure out how to incorporate those streaming numbers in with the box offices. Mm -hmm. But also at the end of the day, there's the box office numbers that I think is always going to be the golden number. Right. And I just don't think at this time there's a way for studios to make that money with a streaming service. Like I don't think that there's that source, there's that income potential through streaming services at the moment. That may change. And, you know, maybe as they're increasing their contracts with the streaming services or whatever it may be maybe they find a way to make that as profitable as sending their movies to a theater and then it doesn't matter anymore but I think that at this point the movie theater is still a lot more like for especially for those big blockbuster movies I just don't think you can beat that with a streaming service right I think the big test and possibly the biggest test for the rest of the year is going to be when Bond comes out next month. I th I'm, I'm curious to see how that all goes down. Will you be seeing Bond in, in theaters? You mean the movie that's never going to come out? What do you mean? It's coming it's out been, next month. Is it? It is. It's been delayed. Like years, years and years. No, it <laughs> this is. This movie's been delayed so many times. I know, but it's it's coming out next month i'll even let me google this real quick yeah i know it's supposed to but i'll believe it when i see it i know cody's going to see it in theaters Let's see no time to die is coming out october 8th so like in two weeks mm -mm. good lord that's almost a three-hour movie recruited to rescue a kidnapped scientist globe-trotting spy james bond and then my description just went away. <laughs> it's a Bond movie, and it's going to be good. Uh-huh. Well, that's not the discussion I thought we were going to be having tonight, but I'm glad it went in that direction. <laughs> if you liked what you heard, make sure you listen to us on all of your favorite podcast streaming platforms. We are on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and we also post the episode weekly on our Facebook page. So, Natalie, well, what did we learn today? We learned that maybe it's just a Detroit thing, that um, Here Come the Mummies are very popular with the elderly. We also learned that pumpkin spice coffee is no longer dominating Robbie's every day, but is still very present. And we learned that, look at us putting that film history to use. We also learned that Sam and Nat have to relearn how to go to the movie theater. We learned that Mummy Ra really knows how to lay down the funk. And we learned that you gotta go out and you gotta get yourself some pumpkin spice because it's officially fall. This has been the Hit and Run Podcast and we'll catch you next time. Mm -hmm.